Hi, it's Eric Wong, and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Totally Wong Podcast. Got a really good episode for you guys. I have my friend Blair on the show. Uh, I haven't talked to Blair since high school, and uh, we decided to catch up. She talks about uh, suspension, like hanging from hooks with your skin. Uh, she's been doing that for a couple of years, and uh, she talks about uh, messing with Ouija boards. We, we cover a lot of ground uh, in this episode. It was really fun, uh, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, second of all, uh, we got a lot of craziness going on with the COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, 2020 so far has been a crazy fucking year. <laughs> so I hope everyone's staying indoors uh, until they can come up with a cure for this and you know we stop the spread, slow the curve down, or bring the curve down. Uh, it did bring a little bit of a halt in production of the show. I only have a little bit more than halfway done with the season um, because now it's having I'm having a hard time getting friends to come over because we're on lockdown in Chicago. <laughs> but uh, we'll worry about that when time comes. Uh, if you can leave a rating and review in iTunes, it helps out a lot, and you'll get a shout-out on the show. Uh, follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Totally Wong Podcast. Um, but enough, you know, me blabbering on. Uh, enjoy the episode. Going now, so. <laughs> Far young, that was cold. So, <laughs> so when did when did you start getting into the extreme piercing? What is is there a name for it? Um, extreme piercing is a funny term. I have not heard that. Um, it's flesh hook suspension, but you can also trace it back into history and like it's very much a rite of manhood and a ritual that's done in many tribes throughout history. Um, it's definitely something that was the quote unquote Sundance for like indigenous tribes. So it was something that I had seen since I was very young, like not in person, but I'd seen representations of because my family's Cherokee. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of grew up with that. <laughs> um, and I think then it just kind of like fell into my lap and I was already like piercing myself and finding ways to deal with things. And that was just kind of perfect. So like how soon? Because I mean, I haven't seen you since high school. So like how, yeah, far, no, how, how long ago did you start doing this? I my first suspension I was nineteen, so it was after high school. I suspension, dropped so out of is, college. Is that with the hooks or is that with like ropes? With hooks, um, well, hook suspension, yeah, with hooks. But rope suspension, I started doing maybe like three, maybe like three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. fairly recently, I guess. Um, but there's there's a lot of parallels in that for sure. So some people from suspension community kind of taught me how that can coincide and like where that kind of lines up and i've used rope suspension to get people to kind of prepare themselves for their first actual suspension because you still have to breathe and you still have to like psych yourself up Mm -hmm. and you still have the capability to psych yourself out and like you still kind of learn a lot about the meditative process so your your first suspension were you like all gung-ho like just fucking do it or were you kind of like uh antsy um I knew I was going to do it. Like, I think the whole reason that I... It was at a tattoo convention. There's a tattooer that I see randomly all the time. And, like, he was there. And it's so funny because we run into each other. And he's just like, I was there for the first one. Um, 
I feel like I went to this whole convention knowing that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it was coming down to it, I was just like, is this like you find every reason to like not jump, you know, anytime something happens, you find any reason to kind of talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Even like now I can find any reason to talk myself out of leaving my house, mm-hmm. but you got to do it anyway. Um, and then it was just kind of like, this is too perfect to pass up and it would be silly to let something like money or fear get in the way of something that I had like really wanted to do for a long time. I mean, it's good that you, you still went out and did it. Cause I remember like, even in high school, you weren't always, you, I can tell you weren't afraid to kind of just yeah. be expressive or be yourself. Hooks was not my first piercing and I was definitely exploring a lot with needles from so, a very so young how, age. How many, how many piercings do you have? Um, I think it's 32 now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think it's 32, <laughs> last I counted. A lot, of, um, well, a lot of dermals, I'm assuming. Um, I have two in my neck, one in my chest, and I had two in my forehead. But then I got shingles on my eye because I like got super depressed and my immune system crashed. Um, and so I ate through the skin that was actually like holding it Ooh. in. Yeah, it was super gnarly. I looked like the Toxic Avenger for like a couple of weeks. The fact that you know what the Toxic <laughs> Avenger is. I, so with my other podcast, it came from the video store. We've been... We actually met, uh, what's his face, uh, Floyd, Co- Floyd Kaufman, mm-hmm. you know, who did the Toxic Avenger. So anytime I bring up the Toxic Avenger on my other friends, they're like, what the fuck is that? Is that a Marvel movie? It's a cult classic. I wish I could watch that Trauma. movie again. Um, but like, no lie, it like blisters and like pops and spreads. It's a very accurate description. Toxic Avenger is disgusting. <laughs> Um, you but yeah, like tra- and I almost went movie. blind and was on antibiotics, and so I lost a piercing for it. But for the most part, I don't choose their retiring. They just kind of, like, choose when they're done. Mm-hmm. I had my third eye pierced, and then I got really, like, stressed out. And I think it was just kind of like, hey, you're not super balanced anymore. Like, you can't have this. And your body will kind of tell you where it's comfortable. So do you – now, how about tattoos? Because I see a couple. Um, I do have a lot of tattoos too. I still have a lot of room though, and I have a lot of plans. It's just a lot of time and money that also yeah, goes into it. I no, I mean, if you look at my arms, every like tattoo I have, it was at least nine hundred or above. It's very yeah, fucking like costly. I have uh, portraits from like above my knee up to my thigh of like nineteen forties horror movies, and those probably are like maybe. I want to say I, I want to say I saw them on. Facebook. I was going to say MySpace. I feel like those are the ones I'm like most known for. Shout out Carlos Perez. He's a great tattoo artist. Um, but uh, I don't know. I have maybe probably as many as I have piercings. But I feel like there's a lot of like little ones, like my Friday the 13th thing behind my ear. Like it's yeah. a tattoo, but it's smaller. And then I have bigger ones. Like my entire stomach is covered, but that was only one, which I got at like 19. And everybody was like, you're fucking crazy. When I was 18, I got my the heart tattoo on my wrist, and apparently everybody for that whole year thought it was Sharpie. <laughs> Just sitting there what drawing it, it coach every day. Lo- it was a Coach Lawson. He said something. He goes, oh why God. the fuck do you draw a heart on your wrist every day? I go, it's, tattooed. it's a tattoo. He goes, huh, here I thought you were a little bitch. He said it just like that. I was like, wow. I wasn't even mad. And like the fact he said that to me, wow. I was just like, okay. He was really nice to me. There was one other dude, though, that was problematic as heck. <laughs> uh, Lawson, man, he was savage. He, I remember everybody would just be like, "But you can't touch your elbows together," and they'd like do this. No, because he couldn't wipe his ass. 
Um, yes, with that much muscle, I'm sure. I'm no, sure that's he, not a thing. He wrote there some... were a lot of teachers that were like not they were... very nice purely because of the way that I looked. Because I was so like pierced and modified. But at the same time, it, it, I mean, when you can embrace who you are, that's honestly the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. Because there are a lot of fake people out there. And like for sure, I've definitely like was young and like thought I had it all figured out and then realized I didn't because life isn't about figuring it out. It's definitely like learning how to fall gracefully because nothing ever goes your way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I don't know, like I wouldn't take any of it back for the world and for living as like relentlessly as I did then set a really good example and i I I don't regret anything i've ever done in my past i mean there i mean there are some shit that i wish obviously didn't happen i'm a firm believer though and everything happens for a reason like for instance i got this really cool apartment that i've always wanted now if i would have done you know for instance i recently broke up a couple months ago with this chick that i was with and she was she was the first girlfriend i had that actually lasted a while and I broke up with her, and sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have. But then, who knows? Maybe if I was with her, I wouldn't have gotten this apartment, or I wouldn't have gone to do yeah. Second City like I've been doing. So I just take everything as a sign. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, At least and change helps. is kind of <laughs> inevitable, and when you resist it, I think it's going to throw you off regardless. Um, and I think a lot of people need to reevaluate how they love other people and how they love themselves before they love other people. Uh, condense yourself or like lighten yourself for anybody. You shouldn't have to teach anybody how to love you. I just feel like you just gotta let shit happen as opposed to looking for it. But there's a lot of people that just rush into shit. It's the same thing. Like the dopamine highs of like Facebook is very much like how we get, um, our highs off of other people. So it's like quick fix constantly. And like, that's also not how I roll or how I connect. So it never really fucking flies. Um, but I always kind of laugh and say, I wish more people would ask what my, like what your, or like that I knew what your middle name was before I knew whether or not you liked your asshole licked or whether or not you were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I feel like we jump into shit. Like it is true. People will, you can find someone's uh, se- sexual before. desire exactly before you figure out their favorite color. Yeah, which like I don't know. Also, doesn't mean it has to be like a super hallmark relationship. Just like basic common courtesy. Like conversation can also be foreplay. No, and, like, I agree. Foreplay is a dead art in this society. It drives me crazy. The, the way I know, I really like somebody. I don't even think of anything sexual. Yeah. It just I'm more along the lines about just trying to figure the person out. And I I like to almost do like a twenty questions, like oh you know where would you want to go if you had the money or yeah, whatever. and those are always the most like intense and the like most like the greatest interactions I've had are the most like sexual interactions that I've had or like powerful sexual interactions have been because I think like not that that person's hot but that person's like very kind or very intelligent or like enigmatic in some way like brain. Brain, brain boner. Um, my sex so life's like anything. my comedy. It's all one big joke. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> I don't either. Or I have too much of it. One or the other. <laughs> so with the uh, the piercings and, and everything, and the hanging with the hooks, is the pain, is it like a, for you like a sexual thing? or? Um, I, I get asked that a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I'm just, you know, so not trying to get too be, personal. I'll be 100%. Um, there are 100% suspensions that have incited that feeling 
regardless of whether or not that's what I went in it for. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's like doing like an insane amount of drugs and like that's a hell of like a brain orgasm and you feel it in the rest of your body. My very first suspension I think was so intense that I had an orgasm and it was amazing. But then the next suspension didn't necessarily result in that way. And then the next suspension was way more ritual and way more mm-hmm. cathartic and didn't really have that at its height or like in, in its line of vision. Um, but then there's absolutely been times where like some kind of arousal will like ignite after or like I'll just be manic after because you're high on a lot of adrenaline. So there's a relationship that it can have with it, but I don't think that it necessarily like goes hand in hand. But it does like bri- it does like bridge a lot of do it. You don't do it. Ho- yeah, like it's not like, oh, this is what happens. gets me off. It's just like it happens. That could and even then if it like I've totally thought of like fucking on hooks sorry excuse me uh, yeah you, no there's no <laughs> i've sworn enough already you can swear um, there's no i've totally like and i i have this idea to like have like all of this like uh like an avengers team of like suspension people and like have all these toys involved but it's more about the feeling than it is um than it is necessarily the like sexual experience i guess like i'm just kind of testing boundaries mm-hmm. rather than explicitly doing something sexual and all of the people involved would be people that consent to it and like are trusted and what have you um it definitely bridges communities there's definitely a lot of like suspension I've people in you, the kink I community think we, and we actually versa. have a mutual friend colleen or Lini. um yeah yes so, we do i've she suspended work, with her she used to work at the old hot topic back in the day she's wonderful oh my god yeah she's cool um, we, we went to the same tattoo artist her. We've spent, like, the first time we met was on a road trip, and we, like, fell in love with each other, and I've bonded with them a lot just over the years. We've done, like, conservatory dates, and some of my favorite pictures are, like, just making my friends laugh, and I make her laugh a lot, so. The thing I like about seeing people that do, like, the hooks and the hangings and stuff, it just, it's... It kind of reminds me of, like, the emos in high school, except they're doing it for, like, a better reason, in, the, in a way. You're not far off, because I was totally the emo kid in high school, and, like, I mean, 100% I think we all were was... at some point. And, like, in a very real sense, like, we all had, like, you know, depression or dealt with things in, like, somewhere or another, do. whether it was, like, punching our locker or, like, like cutting ourselves with razor blades in the bathroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Some of, like, we all kind of dealt with shit, and I was definitely dealing with it in the wrong way when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and went from, you know, uh, different forms of masochism in, in different extremities, and it got very dangerous, and it got very scary. Um, I think suspension got me away from that. Regard, like, people compare the two a lot, and while, and there's also that narrative, I think, within kink community. Like, if you're into this, you must have abused yourself, or you must come from some kind I don't of trauma. Necessarily, don't even think that doesn't. Yeah, like it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but it also, um, I think, the way we're taught to deal with pain is something that we have to learn how to reprogram. And at the time, I was dealing with pain in a very haphazard and like mutilated way. And there is a line between mutilation and modification, and I think that comes with meditation, mm-hmm. and. Even now, like I can still still take a scalpel to my skin, um, but it's in it's coming from a very different place. Different it's coming from a place almost. of healing yeah. and a place of catharsis, and it's um, and I've like you do I've done it where it's like on beat with like how I'm breathing, like even suspension, like you go 
you know, and on the out-breath. And so, like, a lot of things. Well, um, there's and, so many different ways, though. Uh, you know, other, there's more than just piercings and tattoos. Because they do branding. They do... Uh, I think they do do the ones where this they... This is a brand. My is that what sol- that is? Solar branding. They also do... Uh, I've seen videos... I, I, I'm not a squeamish person, but I can never do this. Where I saw someone like with a with scalpel, kind of like carve a skull or something, and actually removed thin layers mm-hmm. of skin, so it heals right. Yeah, and it comes out beautiful. There's um, a lot of really interesting ways to get different effects, and your skin does what it does too. Um, everybody kind of scars differently, and it, the interesting thing about it too is, depending where it is on your body, will tell a lot to other people about your patterns and your behaviors. Like if you sleep a lot on your left side or if you're right-handed or if you're left foot dominant or things like that. Um, and culturally, a lot of people believed that scars were uh, able to see into the future, which is actually just because the skin cells condense and like that happens when moisture changes, but yeah. it predicts rain or what have you. So it, it's fun to think that it like has all of these like psychic stories behind it. Um, but I don't know. It was a beautiful feeling in the moment, and was a beautiful story with it too. So, do you go to? Uh, I had a friend tell me she went to a kink club. Um, I never, used to work one. I just, I literally just heard of what it was because she's. Um, I asked her, I go, "What's up?" But she's like, "Oh, I'm heading to a kink club." And the first thing I was like, it, "Like an orgy?" <laughs> like, I don't. Um, <coughs> orgy. See, orgies are very distinctly different. I think, or like swingers parties, very distinctly different, because most of those people are just there for very vanilla sex just with multiple people. Kingsters, you may never actually have, like, physical contact with, but maybe you're getting tied up, maybe you're getting spanked, maybe you're getting, ta- like, not tased, mm-hmm. but, like, violet wanded. Um, or maybe you're just, like, sucking somebody's toes in a gimp mouth. Um, there's a lot less direct sexual content, I think, like you, in the kink you can community. Get, but you, that is you an can, option. You can just get off not happen. even touching somebody. Yeah, much. very much so. Like, even with my rope practices, I definitely think it's a positive way to connect with people while also maintaining very uh, strict boundaries and maintaining a lack of physical contact. Uh, contact. It's almost like the rope's kind of a conduit, mm-hmm. like electrical current. Um, and that way, you know, if, they're, if they've been traumatized or if I'm dealing with something, we can ground that energy and deal with it without actually uh, having to physically go through it in a literal way. If that makes sense. So what do you do now? What do you mean? <laughs> I like, do a lot of things. <laughs> like career-wise? Um, I've known for a while. Weren't you doing piercings? for? Um, I was piercing for six years. I am not currently piercing. Um, although I have been known to do a couple of things every once in a while. Um, I was tattooing before. I don't tattoo anymore. I was um, doing a lot of fetish work and doing a lot of dom work. Um, like as a seven day job for a long time, I was doing like, how does that, like when you say doing a lot of dom work, like, do you mean going places? Like sometimes. Okay. I'm intrigued. You gotta gotta (laughs) tell me about this. We started on pain. Now we're getting weird. Um, I worked in a dungeon. Well, okay. I started working in a sex club in Pilsen that ended up getting shut down because it was like predominantly trans people and the neighborhood was an asshole. Um, and then left that club and which I was like kind of bouncing at because I would drag out people if they didn't respect boundaries, but mm-hmm. I was also pro doming at. So I would like play games with people and tie them up and chain them up and 
whip them and what have you or something or other. <laughs> something or other. Um, and then I went to a dungeon and people would come into the dungeon and then I left the dungeon because corporate, anything commercial is always like just a little bit more. I didn't know if these things A little were bit more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nightlife in Chicago. Um, it's It's got quite a history. Quite a history. Turn those boring um, Mondays upside down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and they're definitely like not as in hiding, I think, anymore. I mean, but laws are not fun and have made it a lot more difficult. So then leaving the dungeon, I went independent and was doing that mostly. But then um, Sesto Fosto was passed. And so Backpage got closed down. Craigslist got closed down. Um, and like things like Eros are like really expensive when you're just doing it independently and kind of like, I don't know, figuring it out. Mm. Um, so now I just kind of do it with very like trusted people that I know I can count on. And mm. if I meet somebody, then party on. But, um, but it's not my full-time job anymore. Now my kind of full-time job is I work the door at a bar and work security at another bar. Okay. Well, door security, floor security, whatever. They both do the same thing. I got offered them once. Uh, I IDs and I kick people out. I got offered a gig at, a, at some bar in Cicero to be a bouncer. Fun. I looked at the guy. I'm 5'7". I'm like, really? I mean, I'm small, but I'm also like, and this is funny because it's, I, I can be very intimidating despite my smallness, but you also don't necessarily have to be super physical. I have been and I've had to have been, but at the same time, you can... You can get anybody to do what you want if you appeal to empathy. And this, I think, comes from my Dom experience, where I've learned to, like, manipulate drunk men into leaving <laughs> my bar. <laughs> or if you know pressure points. Also that absolutely helps. I've been taught. I, got a, I was also offered another security job at the amphitheater by a buddy of mine who used to work security there. He was showing me the pressure points. Shit. I mean, I don't, say I, would get, I don't think I'd get my ass kicked, but I'm small. I'm only 5'7", so... It's also a lot of... I feel like it's a lot of energy exchange, and it can be really draining. And not everybody wants to do that. I mean, likewise with sex work, likewise with suspension. Like, there's an incredible energy exchange. Or even... I do tarot for people. I'm also doing tarot. What's that? Like, uh, fortune cards. Oh, tarot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How does that work? Um, It works. Um, I also read Cardomancy. So, so it's less of like that I have any singular career and more that I have like all of these tools with which to It's like a field you're with. in. It's yeah. more like a field you're in. Okay. And they've all kind of been within the same context. Like I feel like sex work was definitely therapy for a lot of people and piercing was absolutely healing for people. So I've just kind of maintained that mm-hmm. is, you know, all of my professions are some sort of energetic play or some sort of healing work. Um, and I still paint all the time because that's what makes me happy. I think I've seen, I think you posted a couple of your, your paintings. I try. I don't know. I don't know. How to it's paint definitely for sure. like more for me than I think anybody else. Like oil, that's what keeps oil me paintings? Mm. I see. I've always wanted to do painting because I, I've always liked abstract art because to me that's the most expressive. I mean, if, I feel like if anybody really took the time, you could look at a tree and paint that tree. But then anybody can paint that tree. It's better to me. I like to be more. Yeah. What do you see in the tree? Is yeah, there a face you know. in the tree? Is there a city in the tree? Is there, which is, a whole like inspires. If, if, so ever, many if other everybody people. paints that tree, that painting of the tree just ends up in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> much so. This is also why Ralph Steadman is capable of doing very, uh, like portrait like representation. 
Um, he's very classically trained, but he did mescaline with Hunter S. Thompson. And mm-hmm. Now he draws like rabid dogs in the forms of people, and it's amazing. Weren't you doing like modeling too for a while? For like, um, the... I was published in a magazine. I did, I mean, a couple, and then I've modeled for like friends of mine that have um, like pop up shops and stuff. Because within bar community, you also have a lot of vendors and a lot of creatives uh-huh. and what have you. Um, or done like photo shoots where my rope work is featured or something or other. Um, yeah, I kind of just like do a lot of shit. I think <laughs> like it's just. Like, fun opportunities. You know more knots than a Boy Scout, I'm assuming? Um, yes, but I feel like I only really ever resort to a handful of them. Maybe, like, one or two really weight-bearing knots. Stick to what you, what you need. Now, the rest can be baggage. When, when you go to these, like, uh, conventions or the... What do you call, like, the gatherings of... The, um, funny uh, thing. Of, 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 like, that. A suspension convention. It's <laughs> called, called a suscon. Um, okay. Yeah, which because suspension convention sounds silly. I don't think I'd be able to keep a straight face saying that to people. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, that. there's ones all over the world. There's um, Oslo Suscon. There's um, ones in Spain. There's ones in Australia. There's um, all kinds all over the U.S. Um, well, have you seen like suspensions go wrong? Um, there's. There's always, like, forums of people, of facilitators and stuff that are always posting um, new information or, like, the logistics of their information and what their gear is so that we're all kind of learning off of each other. Um, Mm -hmm. I do know they have also, like, put together, like, a board of uh, highly respected facilitators to kind of, like, create more of a... I don't know what's the word for it. Like, create more boundaries for everybody so we all stay safe, um, essentially. There's always something that could go wrong. Like you're very much like putting your body on the line, and it can be really risky. Um, but you never seen that, or um, fortunately, I have totally bent out a hook because it was a low quality hook, and I hit the ground. Um, Did it rip the skin? No, it just oh. like it's a gaping like Oof. scar. It's huge, um, but it's just like a big hole because it just stretched the skin and the mm-hmm. hook bent out, and because it was a shitty hook from a shitty place. So like research your people and make sure that you're not putting your life in the hands of people you don't you shouldn't be trusting now did that make you hesitate from doing it again anytime soon or you just jump right back into it as soon as you could no i i don't think it bothered me i laughed i laughed it off and went about we are too different went about my life um there have been there's something really recent actually that i saw the other day and nobody else will like look at this video because i love gross things but nobody else does i'm too much for most people um, but so I've seen some fucked up shit too. Somebody right. suspended from their back for a convention, um, like big dude, and it was swinging around because shock factor is what everybody goes for apparently. When like it's very much more ritual for me, um, and so he like tries to climb this like three point mm-hmm. like trapeze or not trapeze but like rig thing that they have for the indoors. So he cr- climbs up this thing and like must have lost his footing or something, and falls. Mm-hmm. Falls on his foot, snaps his ankle, his ankle, like, and there was a GoFundMe online because he has to have his leg amputated. Uh. So, like, worst case scenario, that's the worst thing I've heard, for sure. Um, or, like, people swinging and, like, will fall, like, all the hook will snapped, unset and hit their head. his ankle, they got to amputate his leg? Yeah, but I guess it's just such a clean break that it destroyed so much tissue. I just rolled. But my, like, I just rolled my foot that, the other day, so I'm feeling that right now. And I was reading about it, and there's like a lot of critique on you know what the rigging was and what have you, like um, you know how much weight could actually be like bared on whatever kind of rope that was or what have you. Um, but at the same time, 
did they talk about how this dude was going to like climb on this thing? Because this big fucking dude like dropping against that would snap probably anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that is an interesting conversation for the community right now. And I'm curious to see what uh, lines they draw on that in the future. That would have stopped me from doing that. Um, Do you remember on MTV when they had that show Scarred? Oh my God, yes, I love that. That I had to stop skateboarding for like a year because um, of that show. There's also a video of when Steve-O broke both of his legs because he was like trying to do, like he had like a ramp Is that when and his car's like driving through the ramp and he's trying to like, I don't know, do some skate trick on it. Oh, I thought that was when he was on the cruise ship. He's like, I got two knees. And then he found out he, like, he broke his knee or some shit. That man is crazy, but also so inspiring Check and beautiful. So inspiring and beautiful. He's doing a hell of a job with himself now. and it's I'm kind assuming of Bam Margera is good if they're doing another jackass. I hope so, because I think he just, like, fell off the wagon or something. I don't know. He looked I went into a rabbit hole about these people. I miss Ryan Dunn. He was beautiful. I, for the longest time, I couldn't watch Jackass after after he died. Ryan Dunn had his own show. Did you ever see that? Homewreckers. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but he would, like, show you pranks and then do them on himself. um, And just, like, be very not enthused when he's just, like... Peeing and there's like stuff. Uh, saran wrap, saran on the wrap toilet. on the toilet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I took his stuff pretty hard. Like I couldn't watch Haggard. I couldn't. I have the entire everything Jackass. I own it. The collection, yeah. the CKY, the movies, the Gumball Rally. And it was just hard. But I've been listening to a lot of interviews with Steve-O about like everything that he's doing now. He's got a pod- and it's he's just got a podcast like too now. so nostalgic and like. I don't know. It put it threw me for a loop, but I definitely... Chris Rabb has his own uh, bathroom break podcast. Um, I think I've seen this as well, and or like been shown. You kind of learned. You you learn a lot what happened between him and Bam, the falling out. You know, you find out about Viva La Bam, kind of obviously being scripted. I think we all, in yeah, retrospective, yeah. we kind of found that out. Yeah, but. And looking back on it, it now, the, it's just like... It ruined the illusion for me. If he had had brown parents, his ass would have gotten beat. The funny thing is, he had... Uh, Chris Rabb had Ape and Phil on. And you find out that he... Everything was really kind of good back in the day. Like, they made outfits for the kids in the neighborhood. They had their own little skateboard team and oh, stuff like cute. that. Um, a lot of the shit Bam did, apparently, was just MTV is like... Do this, and wow. they would break something of apes and give and pay for it. Wow! Or they would buy something to make it look like it was hers. It was, a lot of it was scripted, apparently. Wow! It's one of those things. You uh, know, you're watching it, and you in your in your head, you know. But once it's confirmed, it's like it was, kind of ruins everything. This is why I love the Blair Witch Project, and why I also love that people associate me with that. Um, because there's like a whole Reddit page of like all the terrible things that weren't fucking, uh, scripted and how much it traumatized the people in the movie. Honestly, it's insane. And like the, like one of the production designers or like directors or whatever hops on the Reddit page and answers questions and explains how the like scene where she's like, like the famous scene where she's like, snot snot crying. She did for like 45 minutes or something because she was like, that whole thing was not scripted at all. She had no idea that was Don't hate me bad, but I honestly never seen the movie. Yeah, like they were all fucked up and they would like pay crew members to like add scares to them. Like the whole, the children's hand on the tent, Mm -hmm. they had a bunch of crew members. So a lot of it was Yeah, that was, they just threw them in the woods and like, 
said we're making a movie. They didn't tell them what the hell they were doing. So it's <laughs> I, I will have fucking to watch real that. horror. It's terrifying. Normally, I, love it. I hate found footage movies. Yeah, I hate shaky. Cams. I hate the yeah. The shaky camera gives me a migraine sometimes. The only movie I've ever watched that was found footage was that one Chronicle with uh, Michael B. Jordan, where they all get like superpowers or whatever. Oh yeah. And they got around the shaky cam because since the one could like levitate shit, he would just levitate a camera around him. There you go. But I, I hate paranormal activity. I hated all of them. I fell asleep during it. And... Yeah, those aren't those aren't great scary movies, but old school scary movies do me great. <laughs> do me great. And you learn a lot about society, I think, through every scary movie. Like, for a long time, scary movies were, like, all about travel, and it was, like, be afraid of foreigners. And now... There's a lot that are about technology or like AI or politics, like American Horror Story cult. Like there, the the horror movies are very relevant for their time. And then you look at like 1940s horror movies, and the plot was like, oh no, her husband died. Will she ever marry again? And that was that was the misogyny of the times. You, I mean, you're definitely right. Movies are are very. they mimic the time period. Like, everyone gives the last Indiana Jones movie a lot of shit because mm. it's aliens. Oh, it's aliens. It's like, well, the movie takes place in the 40s and the 50s, or 40s or the 50s. What was big back then? Yeah. Area 51. Aliens. So it makes sense to have a movie about aliens in a time period that, that was the biggest craze. Yeah. Um, now you get shit like The Purge. And I, even in my, the back of my head, I'm like, that shit could possibly happen. Mm. I wouldn't. Put but if past. you play on what's going on now, then you can incite more fear, and ultimately that creates more control out of your hands and for the big wigs. So I really don't watch a lot of modern horror. I prefer my 80s cheese. 80s cheese is not my cheese. I like like 40s, 50s horror movies. Oh, I got them. I got like the scientist um, trying to play God, and then the like sad monster that's just misunderstood. It's the story of my life. One of my favorite black and white horror movies is uh, The Black Cat, Boris Karloff. Oh. I like the very uh, German expressionism, kind of like just heavy shadows. Mm-hmm. High uh, contrast. The only movie, though, there's one movie to this day, and it's funny. It's a horror comedy. It's a comedy. That's awesome. It's uh, called You'll Find Out. And it's got Casey Kaiser or whatever. He's like some radio personality back in the day. And he goes to do a radio show in this old haunted house, and there's like a mystery going on. And they do like the seance. And out of the dark shadows, you see this like floating head and you could tell it's like someone in a mask because the eyes were blacked out and the winds howling and you're hearing this voice and it's just like i see you like it's like you sound it's literally sounds like you're speaking through the wind like the wind is howling and it scared the shit out of me as a kid because i I was always afraid i would just see this floating head because there's all there's also these stories of like the wind being this like like longing howl and what have you, um, that I think transcends a lot of a lot of narratives. Um, it was a reoccurring theme in horror movies, but that just yeah. Up. I mean, even to this day, I mean, look at Evil Dead, the wind, the forest was possessed. Mm-hmm. Would you um, podcast a séance or something, or like a Ouija board? Fuck no. <laughs> we uh. My great aunt, apparently, the story goes my great aunt fucked with a Ouija board. And we all grew up in my old house. I I was the fourth generation to live in that house back in Stickney. And from what I was told is my great aunt messed with a Ouija board and 
my grandma one time saw her like talking into a closet, like talking to somebody. And then my parents, my mom said one time, like the every now and then the bed would lift up and slam. Oh my god, that's terrifying. I've heard stories similar. I also played the Ouija board, and I have not since then because it was also very terrifying. What happened? (laughs) Um, Does it actually go on its own? I have a really good story about. Do you remember like Sam and and, like Jess and all them? Me and Sam dated for two weeks. Oh wow, yeah, that's funny. Um. That was dating back in high, high school. school. Two yeah. weeks. The I, funny thing is, she the the the, the I, I'm very positive she dumped me just for uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but the guy she dated after me. Funny. And the funny thing is, me and him became really good friends. That's how it works. Because of that. That's definitely how it works. Most of the dudes that have cheated on me, I've ended up with the girls that they cheated on. Yeah, with. she she left. Me, <laughs> I don't um, want to say she left me for another guy, but that's what I think happened. But because of that, we I got were a friend. Young. We I got were a friend young. out of it. Yeah. So. It all it all works out. Um, I know she it, was Rose? in the. I know she told me she was in the witchcraft. I don't know if she still is. Um, I don't think she. I is. feel like I feel like a lot of people are. We just have to learn how to like ground that energy because if you're fucking with shit that you don't know any better, um, or don't know how to protect yourself against, it can be very problematic. Um, I was gifted a book recently for Christmas, and I started reading it like skimming through it just because it was so cool. And I get to this thing that very literally is just like, do not skim through this. Like you will incite things. And my godmother was a Satanist and she told me the same thing about the Satanic Bible was you don't want to just like skim through because you'll read something that will start something that you didn't finish. And for sure, a hundred percent, I had uh, like like I had trouble sleeping and I had a gnarly night, night, nightmare. And when I woke up, I was hearing like the chanting of voices of all the names of the devil. Um, so I totally like apolo- like like cleansed myself, cleansed the space, and like apologized for not reading this book thoroughly. So now I sleep with it under my pillow, so it feels close. I to might me. pick up a Bible now. <laughs> <laughs> Bible's not any better. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. So so the whole point of Sam. So we, I used to hang out with her and we were at her house and it was, I think me, her, Jess and Christy and we had made a Ouija board so we could play. And it was like very much like you have these two doorways, Mm -hmm. um, with outdoors. Um, and so we're on the floor playing this and I remember just feeling very, very cold and very sweaty. And then seeing this like white, like something small close to the ground, just go back and forth between these doorways. And I was like... I'm not going to say anything. It's going to freak them out. They're already scared. And I see it scamper up the stairs and like peer through the um, like handrails or what have you. And so I do bring it up to them and they're all spooked. And I remember just telling them very calmly, like, you can't just take your hands off the board. And we had asked it like all these questions. It was like friends with his with her nephew and like would bring would like. Um, her nephew would bring toys upstairs so that the ghost boy could play with them and mm. like all of this strange stuff. And I remember seeing this like white orb come down and I lost sight of it peripherally and then reappeared on my other side and I just felt the iciest little hand grab my arm and like was like, it's okay, you can sit next to us. And sure enough, the more research I've done, oftentimes demons show up as children um and that makes sense <laughs> ever since that ouija board experience i have never been able to get it to work with anybody else it will only talk to me um he started following me like i would see him in my dreams 
And then I started seeing him like at the bus stops or I started seeing him in the hallways at school when I was walking or um, I would hear him in my headphones. How long did this, is this still ongoing? No, but that's also because I'm not playing with Ouija board anymore. Um, Because there were a couple, there was a time I tried after, there were like two times I tried after and it was him still. And he was like, I don't want to talk to anybody else. I don't want you to talk to anybody else. And I was like, hey, we can't do this. Like. I need you to let go and like said goodbye and I haven't touched the Ouija board since. I like those jokes you see where like you can buy a Ouija board at the store. It's like you got to be 21 to buy booze, but you can only be seven years old to summon the devil. Oh my God. Yeah. That's insanity. I I remember my mom always told me if I ever bought a Ouija board and how she's going to kick my ass. I've made them because I think if you burn them, you can kind of like settle that. Whereas if you, you buy one. Isn't you, it, you have to burn it or you have to give it to somebody or gift it, I thought. Like, Whoa. someone has to be willing to take it. I know now, there's, there's rules to it. I still have it. It's just in my altar, or, like, in a drawer in my altar. So it just sits there untouched. As much as I love the paranormal shit, I will never fuck with one. You at, shouldn't. You at, really at shouldn't. At the same time, like, I'll watch the dead zone when he wakes up and he's got, like, the psychic abilities. I'm like, I want that. I would like to be able to the the see But everything those. comes at a price, and, like... Maybe you'll have, like, super cool abilities, but it'll scare the shit out of you at first. Or, like, getting them will be scary. You know, I've had sleep paralysis. To me, that's scary enough as it is. I've seen the shadow people. I've had the most realistic one I had. It was honestly the worst one. I saw this bat head, and, like, there was a cloud of smoke, and it came, and it sat on my chest. And it had just had these like yellowish red eyes just staring into me. Oh wow! And then I saw what a, is it with demons and sitting on our chests? I saw a woman's head came in. It almost looked like the girl from The Grudge. I just remember seeing long black hair, and whatever she was saying was backwards. And next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom. I don't even know how I ended up in the the bathroom, and I was crying. Wow! I'm not gonna. I'm not afraid to lie. Wow. I was crying. I was yeah. that fucking scared. And then my parents looked into it, and then they were. Uh, doing research on it. So then for like a week straight, I had to sleep with my door open and they would periodically check on me. There's a theory that ghosts are essentially, essentially we're all the same energy, but ghosts are just that energy on a different plane, on a different frequency. Uh, so they're constantly present, which is why they come through on like radio frequencies and stuff. Um, Didn't they explain that in white, that movie White Noise? I haven't seen it, but I think that's kind of... I feel like they kind of touched on that, but not not in an in-depth, like, metaphysical way or, like, mm-hmm. physics kind of way. Um, but the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, man, this shit's, like, constantly around us. And and it's kind of, like, you, it's, it's a maintenance thing, and I think learning how to... Like, learning to be more magical is a great thing, but, like, don't dabble in stuff unless you're going to learn how to protect it, too. Don't powers you don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, with great power comes great responsibility. Now, that shit's always... It, it, it's... It's scary to me in real life, but at the same time, it's like, I'm, I'm fascinated by so it. So fascinated. I love it. Like, That's why I grew up watching Unsolved Mysteries because of that shit. But if someone asked me to do Ouija board, I'd be like, get that the fuck out of my house. Someone actually did try to bring one here. I was like, nope. People get a little spooked that I do tarot. And How does it work, though? I don't... Is it well, re- reading like... Uh, almost like, re- like reading lines on someone's hand, you can tell... To a degree. A like, path. it's the same kind... Essentially, all of those um, are under the umbrella of divination. 
which is which is um like fortune telling and witchcraft um whatever that may be so like what kind of rings you wear or the lines on your hands or like rune casting there's, there's a woman right downstairs that does that but um yeah. yeah no i saw that too and i was like oh like five bucks reading Party on. She can easily um, go through my dumpster though, just to find out shit. So I'm not gonna. Also true, and there's also a lot of like themes that are just um, just kind of like applicable to a lot of stages in our life, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all I do think comes back to like ultimate lessons. Um, I have a book about uh, like Freemasons and like Illuminati and blah, oh, blah, blah. trust me, I've done um, my research on but that. So. Um, at the time that like Rosicrucianism, if that's how you say it, I think I said that funny. Um, a town that uh, around that because you would very know before I would. Word, <laughs> you would know before uh, I would. Around the time that that happened was like, the start of tarot. So there's like a like they may be the people that made it. Yeah. And so the images in that may actually be like tied to like very uh, deep rooted like alchemical principles, mm-hmm. um, which I think. Maybe it's why they're so freaking accurate and it's creepy. Um, but there's also like channeling and like everything sits with your energy. You can also draw a lot of things to you. Um, so before I read anybody, I definitely like make them breathe with me for a second. So we're just like on the same plane. But there's definitely some like weird mystical Illuminati shit to like the design of those cards. A hundred percent. Oh, trust me. I, I tell people all the time. Playing cards too. A hundred percent. There's a lot of people that or there's the lore of playing cards um, is that it was a way to play with time because the amount of cards in a deck uh, correspond to how many weeks there are in a year. Um, so a lot of times I'll do uh, like weekly spreads or what have you. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, it it ends up kind of reflecting really well and very literally and gives me a clear timeline even uh, to supplement, like, tarot cards. Tarot, tarot's, like, the depth of the situation and cardomancy's, like... So it's tarot. So, yeah. T-A-R-O-T. I always thought it was tarot. Tarot? Tarot um, cards. Somebody said tarot cards, like tarot, like the name, like T-A-R-A. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> I have another friend... Uh, that she does that, and I was always just curious. Just like, does it tell the future? Does it tell your past? I feel like it shows you the potential because future telling is difficult because anything can change at any moment. Um, like theoretically, all of us are molecules until like something's being observed. Yada yada yada. So I think it shows you all of the ways that this story can go if you utilize certain information. Like it reads the present energy more so than it tells the future. And it reads the present energy with the goal in mind or like whatever that goal in mind was, um, like reads the present energy with those tools so that whatever you had in mind is attainable. The way I'm trying to comprehend this is uh, almost like a video game to where... If you I do, love that you said that. If you actually. go to like like one path, this this is gonna happen. If exactly. You do the, like RPG. Exactly. A hundred percent. Oh my god! Was it or Drag- like choose Dragon's your own Lair? Adve- Dragon's Lair. Yes. Um. Or like choose your own adventure novels or what have you. Exactly. Um, like very much that. And you know what? It's so fucking funny that you say that because there's a book I'm reading that um talks a lot about magic and talks a lot of like there's recurring themes of tarot and one of the main characters uh mothers is like a tarot reader fortune teller and the main character is a video game designer and he's like super obsessed with magic and like the stories um that he like falls into and uh i mean it's just how i comprehend it yeah it's like a hundred percent 
very much, the, I think, the same parallel. Um, and we just have to kind of, like, reflect on our, you know, our bag or, like, what's in your fucking, I don't know, how video games work. Um, whatever is in your, like, arsenal and use those tools to get wherever you need to go. So it's more of a, like, present moment and, like, advice for the future than it is fortune-telling. Yeah. I mean, that see, that makes a little bit more sense. I've always wanted to go see a psychic, almost just to kind of see, like, all right, what's, what's all... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go to the one downstairs because, like I said, my dumpster's right here. Yeah, so you can figure it out. You can easily just go through... Or, like, figure out your patterns just because you're around. Not yeah. Because... I mean, I've never seen her, though. Fair. But doesn't mean she hasn't seen me. Fair. Well, I am reading tarot at Beauty Bar later. I'm one, um, of, I'm one of those people, though. I don't... Even if... I, I believe in not knowing your future. Almost like the whole Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Because mm-hmm. if you know what's going to happen, then you might fuck it up by this thinking... Is also very true. By my thinking, well, geez, well, how do I get from, you know... A to C. What's B? What, you know, which option is B that I got to do? Yeah. You're worrying about it too much. This is also very true. Like if you get, if you pull a bunch of cards that are like, you're doing great, you're going to get everything you want, blah, 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 pentacles and mm-hmm. rewards, you're going to feel like you don't have to do anything to get there. You've already got it. And if you get a bunch of negative things, a lot of people's reactions is like, I'm doomed. And it's like, that's not what's going on. Um, you're only doomed because of your, it like, Lack of response to anything, yeah. you know? You create that. You can be told you're doomed, then you can... I mean, that option, okay, well, then I'm going to prevent that. Yeah. Or, like, people will ask really big questions or will ask yes or no questions, which you can definitely read for. But you also kind of, like, that comes with a caveat. Like, if you want a yes or no question, like, nothing's that black and white. So you're, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, biting off more than you can chew sometimes. Um, or when people ask about other people, um, in a lot of ways, you're just, you, you don't want to know and you don't need to know. And you, you have to think about how much you can actually digest that information if you do want to find out. I feel like all you got to do is ask, am I going to be happy soon? That's all I need to know. Right. Yeah, you'll be happy. Oftentimes I just tell people not to ask anything. At, like, if you don't have a question, that's fine. Just like sit with yourself, breathe with me, find out where your energy is. Because then whatever is going on in you, turmoil-wise, it'll show up. You don't have to tell me anything. Whatever you're trying to hide will show up in the cards, period. It's happened before. I don't roast. I read. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're doing that, you said, later today? Yes. Um, one of the bars I work at has this, like, hip-hop selfie care night. So there's, what, like, a masseuse beauty bar. beauty bar. Oh, they do emo nights, don't they? Yes, they do, which I, are super fun. I always and find out about, I get invited to them the day of. Like, people hit me up at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. You want to come down, down to the beauty bar? I'm like, I got my pajamas on. I've forget, <laughs> I've, I mean, and I've, like, I've had such a great time at all of them. They had a Fall Out Boy happy hour once, and I brought my Fall Out Boy dolls and, like, stuffed them the in my vest. I missed the one. I did, too. I think I was working. I woke up the other night. It's funny. I woke up, and I got a, a an alert from Twitter. Like, my chemical romance post new video. And I just watched a sample of it. And I just dozed right back off. They're also being really aloof about whether or not they're touring. No, they here. are. They're doing two shows in England. But, like, in the U.S. I, they're, they keep, like, kind of alluding that there will be more. They can have my savings account because that's what's going to happen. Fair. I just want, I want, I want it already. Pop on Chemo Night's great. You should go. Um, and what is it? Ladies, ladies night. So it's like queer and femme and brown and there's like a masseuse and then I have my own little dark corner to do tarot. 
mm-hmm. and then there's like all kinds of other crafty weird little vendors which are cute um and a bunch of good music because i get invited i get invited to beauty bar a lot but i have a rule if, if it's like seven or eight and I have pajamas on. Not going anywhere. Fair. It's hard to get out of pajamas to go out. Well, it's just. But like, I also work nightlife, so seven or eight is like when I. Oh yeah. Normally would. I'm just. Like... I'm one of those people to where I'm not a last minute person. Now, if if you ask me the night before, do you want to go? I'll be prepared for it. Mm. It's almost like getting stuck you at be work a little for more over... spontaneous. It's my almost friend. like being stuck at work for overtime. Oh. You know, if you're not expecting to stay late, you hate it. Yeah. Now, if you go to work knowing, okay, I'm gonna. Take an extra couple hours. It's also cold, and I don't want to leave my house ever. Most I of hate the time, time. it's not my. It's not social weather. It's painful and it's difficult. But but this year, this winter has been a lot easier, holiday wise so and everything. Far. True, but like mentally and emotionally, it has oh, been a okay. lot easier because everybody gets kind of like seasonal blues and what have you. And the holidays are always really hard on a lot of people. Yeah, and I make jokes about my nonsense, but it's fun. Um, like people talk about Christmas movies, and I'm just like, those are for white people with families, not brown orphans. I've never seen that. Um, There's got to be more. <laughs> but but it makes me laugh. But like this year, I've definitely spent a lot more time um, focusing on meditation to kind of keep me sane, and it's made everything uh, a lot easier and a lot happier. Oddly, my my winter depression or seasonal depression hasn't even hit full force. Fuck yeah. Good. I mean, every now and then I'll be like bored, like. All right, we'll see what's on Prime. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's also that. There's a lot of options for things to do. Bo- only boring people are bored. Well, I, I mean, I've been off work for the last couple of weeks for my season time off, as I call it. So I'm not that bad of a mood because I can get shit done during the day as opposed to when I'm working in the winter. Yeah. I wake up in the dark. I go home in the dark. Yeah. Nightlife. I just work better with the moon period. Like, I'll get home from work. I'll get home from downtown at like five. But then since it's already dark, if I want to go to the gym, I always feel like I'm racing against the clock. Yeah. Because I'll go to the gym at like 530, but it feels like eight. Yeah. And I'll rush, do what I got to do, make dinner, shower. And then it's like, oh, eight hours. Or it's eight o'clock. I got two hours to kill. Yeah. (laughs) What do I do now? It works out. Um... Question for you. Do you think you would ever suspend? Fuck no. I respect what you do. But not I a cup can't, of tea. Let's put it this way. I, when I worked at my tattoo shop, I could not watch the piercings. Really? Oh, that's, like, I couldn't watch. I, I, that's bullshit. I've watched a couple of them. But there were some that were just too painful. What was one just, that was really painful? This one guy was doing an eyebrow and he couldn't. I don't know if it was the piercer's fault, but he just couldn't get it to work, and he's just wiggling the fucking needle around for how long. Um, that's definitely the piercer's fault. I that know. sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and this is this. That's one thing that makes me like question why I don't pierce anymore because I I do have a lot of knowledge, and people ask me a lot of questions about it. Did you use a gun, or did it. you use? The, oh, the never, needle. never, 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 yeah, never we, use a gun. This guy never used the. Um, he used the needle, but I remember this one time he had this hardest time doing an eyebrow. And he couldn't get it to like connect through, mm-hmm. which is like losing an exit hole, and that happens. Like exactly, human, I think that's what happened. Human fall. What is it? Fallibility, fallacy, whatever. Fallibility. Um, everybody's gonna have a mistake at one point or another. I've lost exit holes, but I don't know. There's so much ego and not enough like proper protocol and care, and it bothers me. Um, but I end up talking about it all the time, and it's like, why don't I fucking pierce still? 
um, but it was just it was exhausting. I mean, and it's a lot of I it's stopped, a difficult community. I stopped tattooing just because I didn't like the business aspect. I didn't of it. even know you tattooed. That's right. I took it up as a hobby. Uh, I mean, I'm, it was more really. I only wanted to to do it as a hobby. I knew someone who knew a shop. He let and me. You were like, let me see. He, he let me do an apprenticeship. I I bought everything and. My mentor wasn't much of a mentor. Either he took over completely, completely, and didn't. Yeah, that's help. also a thing. There's a lot of shitty mentors out there. Or if a pretty girl walked in, he's too busy talking to her. Also, hugely problematic, especially like being like, regardless of like how queer or non-binary I am, being any kind of like female-bodied in that industry is very, very, very difficult. Um, and that needs to change. I don't, 100%, know, I don't like, know if this is the stupidest excuse why I stopped tattooing, <laughs> but when I was a tattoo artist or apprentice, I have never had so many girls offer sex to me. Wow. And wow. I could tell it was solely, oh, solely for tat- free tattoos. That fucking, that's gross. And I just got, I got annoyed with it. I'm like, no, I, I like money, you know. I... Okay, I won't say that's gross. Let me not slut shame anybody because no, it's not that. But power it's, to all women. It's but just I got tired of it. That's also really disrespectful to your trade. Yeah, and to like people who it, it's their livelihoods. Like also equally disrespectful, I think. Um, like if I'm not gonna accept money from you, like I can't get over, like I can't imagine having a tattoo and it's like connected to somebody that it shouldn't be connected to. You know, mm-hmm. or like people will let like ex-lovers like pay for tattoos and it's just like i don't want your association in my skin at all i mean mostly when i was learning i was tattooing family member i did my parents both their first tattoos mm. i've tattooed my brother uh a lot of my friends but yeah i was just like a lot of girls that were coming in were just trying to bone for free ink yeah or and flirt and like not to the only or whatever. the only time you would get a tattoo out of me without payment is if i offered and it's usually a hug and a crisp high five. Yeah. You know, if it was uh, one of my friend's birthday, you know, yeah. they come in, like, how much do I owe you? Or even just, like, something really Give me cool. A hug. Party on. Give you me know? a hug. Um, I got a lot of dudes asking me about piercing their junk when I was a piercer, for sure. And it ended up, like, mm. it was never serious. They just wanted to talk about their junk and be uncomfortable. And it was really annoying. Um, or the... Uh, constant constant ask of like what else i have pierced which is like personal yeah personal like you don't need to know what's below my waist period (laughs) i uh i was just i always try to be very very professional i had this one girl she was getting uh i don't know if she was obviously hitting on me she was getting something on her ribs something her her brother or something drew up and um you know she had to take her top off but she had a bra on which was mm-hmm. fine. I, I tucked the paper towel in there so nothing got stained. And I could tell she was sitting on me because she kept asking if she could take it off for me. She literally said, for me. I was like, no, you're, you're good. You're fine. I don't need And I'm trying to be very professional because here I'm working at, at an actual establishment, so I'm not going to be a, you know, a pig yeah. about it. I'm here to actually tattoo, get the experience in. And we would have girls come in that were just very explicit try to have explicit conversations and nah. Yeah. I got too many people that, uh, were just, like I said, trying to bone for ink and it got annoying. Gosh. They only want me for ink. That's what, that's, I mean, 
I can't even think of a tattoo that would be good enough. I wasn't even that good. Like, I've done <laughs> decent shit, but people... Well, I guess there's one person I would bone for a free tattoo, but I won't, it, I mean, I won't, I won't say. No, you don't have to. It, <laughs> it, it, it's it's different if it's someone, like, you already knew that's, like, yeah. a, like a fuck buddy or, you or whatever. like, already boning. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know. Then whatever. But... I don't know. And like even on the opposite side of that, like you were saying, you know, he was busy talking to a girl or whatever. You're and then mentor. meanwhile, I, I actually fucked up on a tattoo because of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was in a whole new area. Like Apprenticeships were very much like hazing systems um, in a lot of ways. Like now I feel like they're trying to be way more uh, knowledgeable. But the old school tattooers are very much like women are just... Uh, front desk bitches or piercers which is a joke yeah and that like they're only there to look cute i remember what like when i was an apprentice he said something about how like my bikini was my uniform i just needed heels or something like that because i posted like a swimming picture on my instagram mm-hmm. um which is unnecessary and fucked up um but a lot of a lot of the shops that i ended up leaving were because like i wasn't i wouldn't have a threesome with somebody or i wouldn't fuck somebody that was married See, it was just me or... and the, uh, me and my mentor and then he ended up leaving where were you, where were you at um, oh wait i guess we don't need to tell i'll you tell you that. afterwards <laughs> i don't wanna because they got they got all really the only issue at the shop was my mentor mm. um but then after he left you know my boss was trying to get me to Tattoo people. I didn't feel ready to tattoo people I didn't know. Yeah. And but they kind of rush you because it's it's yeah, a money thing. When, not... when you're an apprentice, you don't make money. I think I was making... We, we It was 50-50. So I was only getting... I was charging $30 a tattoo, only getting paid 15 So it just oh, wasn't wow. enough for me. Which is basically cutting even on your supplies, and that's it. Not really I mean, anything I got, for I, you. I had a couple friends I got tipped from, but... Yeah. Uh, they just to keep you afloat. There was so one of the shops that I left, I left, and that's when I started working this dungeon. And um, the shop owner that of the shop that I had left had my like shop email still logged in on his computer. Mm-hmm. So he sent out um, like or no, not sent out. He posted with that email on Craigslist ads thing that I would like do all kinds of things and like forwarding my phone number. Um, mind you, this was before I was doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> this was well before I was doing it. Um, which, like, I'm sure maybe he, like, got word of that because the city is very small and, mm-hmm. like, found out that I was doing kink work, which, like, again, wasn't what he was, like, sending out, but basically posted, like, a false prostitution ad, and I was getting followed around here a lot. Creepy. Yeah. There were some places I, you know, just avoided entirely. And also, like... Man, this ain't that. Like, why you got to be so petty? I wasn't going to cap this here. Do you got anything you want to plug in? Like, your um, any pages or... I You can probably find a lot of my hook stuff or my rope stuff or my art stuff on Instagram, um, which is Witch Project, like the Witch Project, Blair like the Witch <laughs> Project. Um, only instead of with a C, it's with a K, because there was some show that I saw when I was a teenager that was great. Um, Instagram Witch Project. All right, Blair, thanks for uh, for coming by. Bye, <laughs>